The Hand of Brass Episode 17 Encroaching Darkness Seeing the dark red veins on the left side of Duncan's neck, Elric rolled up Duncan's left sleeve, just as he'd feared. Red veins stretched all up Duncan's arm, originating from his broken brass hand. Damn it, Duncan! Why didn't you tell me this was happening? Is this proof enough of who he is? This is arcane toxicity! It happens when a prosthetic becomes compromised. He truly bears a prosthetic? Yes. No human has ever borne one of our people's secrets. Found deep within the caverns of Humeria, it holds some form of strange magical properties that harm Malness. I have seen this for myself. This is our only hope to save us all from the devil's clutches. You know as well as I do, once a prosthetic has attuned to you, no other can bear it thereafter. We need to get this hand repaired immediately, or Duncan will die. And so will our chances to prevent a cataclysm of darkness. King Arsino gazed long and hard at Elric. Despite a man of high authority staring him down, Elric did not waver. He stood strong and convicted in his words. Take this human to our smith and have him repair the hand. The king's council looked to him, baffled. But before they could protest, Arsino raised his hand. I have one condition. Anything, my liege. Duncan found himself standing in what seemed to be a sea of clouds. Before him stood Aelis and Minus, though this time they were much older. Minus, have you heard? About father, yes. He intends to entice us all, to go along with his plans. Yes. You seem distant on this. Why? What if he's right? He isn't, Minus. Think about it, Aelis. Mother has been the driving force for all of this for so long. But nothing changes. Father has given his input, but Mother has always swept him away. Maybe Father has a better perspective. We should at least hear him out. Don't be foolish, Minus. But what if it creates a better circle? Life cannot simply be existence. There has to be substance. Meaning. If not for meaning, why are we doing this? Have you seen what Father has created? Those beasts. Surely they will become the downfall of all that Mother and all of us have created. But why do we do this? Because Mother said so? We haven't even bothered talking with Father to hear his side of the tale. It is not ours to define the meaning. It is ours to watch and guard what we hold. Duty and blood is why we do this, Minus. But half our blood is Father's, Aelis. We should at least hear his ideals. The others have already declined him, and I will be doing the same. Though, I cannot stop you if you wish to talk to him. But know that I do not like it. However, I will trust you on this. Thank you, Aelis. Don't fret. We were brought into this world together, and together we shall always be within it. Come. There is a waterfall down there that is calling our names. Everything went hazy, and Duncan awoke in a feverish daze. Looking around, he saw he lay on a workshop table, with Elric standing next to him. Elric? W- where am I? What, what happened? You passed out. You're suffering from acute arcane toxicity. It is an extremely rare affliction that only happens when magic from a prosthetic bleeds into your body. When Malness crushed your hand, it must have started slowly seeping into your system. You could have died, you bushy-mustached son of a logwin. Where do you get all these sayings? Never you mind. Listen, I think I somehow got through to the king, but there is a catch. Oh, of course there is. In exchange for fixing the hand and curing your affliction, we are to go to a massive troglodyte den east of the city and clear it out. If we succeed, 
Then we get to walk free. What's preventing us from simply leaving? They're sending an armed escort to make sure we get there. And no, they're not going to help us fight off the troglodyte. Ah, shit. My sentiments exactly. <coughs> uh, just how many troglodyte are we talking? I'm not sure. I'm not a troglodologist. Now I know you made that one up. <laughs> yeah, I did. Rest, Duncan. The smith will be here any moment. Duncan drifted into unconsciousness as the door to the workshop opened. A bald dwarf with a long silver beard and an eye patch over his left eye entered, with Raven following close behind, holding a tray of intricate tools. All right then, let's have a look at what we have here. Hmm, how is our patient here? The smith then examined Duncan. Last I seen something this severe, well, let's just say the dwarf didn't last the next hour. When was the hand broken? Over a year ago now. Really? And he's still hanging on? <laughs> Wouldn't have guessed. Elric looked at the smith for a moment as the man began fiddling with the tools. Sir, if you don't mind me asking, where are you from? Me? <laughs> oh, well, I originally hailed from Humeria down south. I see. How did you lose your left eye? This? <laughs> well. The smith looked back and forth, as if checking to see if he was in the right company. It was an Ossilian that what took my left eye. Bastard came at you with the spear and nicked you good. Did him twice the favor by putting, putting out, out his, his lights. lights. How? How did you know that? Eldar? Adon's breath. Elric! Elric! Elric and Eldar embraced. You survived? After all these years, I thought you were dead. We all thought you were dead. Elaine and I tried to search for you after the troglodyte attack, but we found no sight of you. Oh, you fell looking fantastic for your age, if I do say so myself. <laughs> oh, well, you may be looking youthful, but you're covered in dust. Here, let me pat that off for you. <laughs> and you, you must be Erica. Aidan, bless me again. I've been carting you around like some lowly apprentice. I didn't even recognize you. Oh, I feel stupid for not seeing it sooner. You look so much like your mother. You might not remember me. I only met you when you were very little. Say, is Amber here too? There was a solemn silence. Elric looked to Raven. But Raven's eyes remained on the floor. Oh, say no more. Let's focus on the task at hand, shall we? I see this hand was built with brass. Can honestly say I've never actually seen one made of brass. Well, we can fortify it with a little dwarven steel threading. That way, it will take an entire mountain to crumple it. After an hour of intensely finicky smithing, the mangled brass was shaped back into a functioning hand. And now, for our next trick. Eldar held out his hand and blew into it. From his fingertips, a single spark shot into the brass, followed by another, then three, five, 
Soon the sparks came flooding into the brass hand, blending into a single stream of magic, causing the brass hand to clench tight, then spring open as a brilliant energy coursed from the hand to Duncan's arm, then to the rest of his body. Adon's mercy! Duncan's eyes shot open as intense visions streamed into his mind. After a moment, the light dissipated, and he sat up, free from the arcane toxicity. Normally happy. Duncan looked to Elric and Raven, who stood in silent awe. Let's hunt some troglodyte. Diala, Cromwell, and Brannock stood in the war room, overlooking a map of the city. With the northern wall being blown open, our enemy has been pouring into the city. Our outposts have been doing their best to keep them at bay. Praise the architects who created our winding city. It will take time for them to navigate to the important districts. We have to hold our main control points. If we start losing them, we might as well surrender now. This is all my fault. If I had been swifter in aiding Sir Desmond with the siege tower, we would still be holding at the wall. You couldn't have known it was rigged with blasting powder. It was a suicide mission to gain the upper hand. But had I gone instead of sending Sir Desmond? You cannot think that way. We must see to victory so Sir Desmond's death will not be in vain. Suddenly, the war room door burst open, and in ran Sir Richard. The market is being overrun, and ships have been sighted near the docks bearing the Alamendian flag. We can't lose those positions. If we do, our food supply will be cut off. Send reinforcements to both areas, immediately. General, we don't have enough men to save both. We have to choose. Hey there, thanks for listening. If you really enjoyed what you heard, leave a rate and review, and keep up to date with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Hand of Brass. And if you want to support us further, check out our Patreon. You can get exclusive access to bonus footage, behind the scenes, interviews, and more. Thanks again for listening.